Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. Well, it's all about what's coming up this week in terms of what's on the radar for investors. So let's check in with Charu Chanana. She is the market strategist for Sexo Capital Markets in Singapore. Morning, Charu. How's your weekend? Uh, morning, Ryan. It was great. It was an action-packed long weekend. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about how things are setting up for the week ahead. And of course, we are coming off a jobs market print in the US that is, once again, resilient. So walk us through those numbers plus what we can expect in the US this week. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, last week, uh, I think for the US was all about the labor market and we went into Friday's uh, holiday uh, you know, with a very weak expectation for, from that uh, jobs NFP report as well. Uh, but I think for, on the other side of it now, it does appear that uh, the report has still been quite firm. So, you know, I think uh, the key message here is that we can't put inflation uh, concerns uh, off the table yet. I mean, that's certainly something that the markets are, you know, watching uh, keenly. And of course, it's on the radar for the Fed policymakers as well. Uh, as for the banking sector concerns, of course, we've not seen any negative development in the last few weeks. So there's some, uh, you know, peace there. Uh, so some risk is uh, going off the table there. But I think, yeah, this week will be really critical because we get the US CPI on Wednesday. We get FOMC minutes as well. So what are the you know authorities thinking about those banking concerns that happened and what will be the path of Fed policy, any reaction that the Fed has to those banking sector concerns, those comments will really be key to monitor from here. Yeah, Charlie, talking about FOMC, we've got to talk about central bank action that's going to be happening in Singapore this week. And this is with the MAS policy decision on Friday. So if you look at it, most central banks around the world are perhaps close to a peak or already done with interest rate hiking. So where are we when it comes to Singapore? Which is, of course looking at possibly a six meeting in a row where it might tighten. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean it's really hard to get any kind of a conviction at this stage because, you know, uh, both sides of the equation have pretty strong, um, you know, arguments. If you look at inflation, which is still so high, right, 6%, and you can feel it every day in your house prices, mm. in your rentals, in your, you know, groceries. And second, uh, labor market is also, you know, quite tight. Um, and also, if you look at the banking sector concerns, I don't think they have, uh, you know, drilled down into Asia yet. And unlikely to be so. I think the Asian credit space or the Asian banking sector is far more resilient uh, this time. Uh, so I don't see financial concerns of that order. But of course, you know, economic uh, growth concerns are going to increase for Singapore because of this global slowdown that's potentially coming our way. And, you know, Singapore being a small open economy, highly dependent on exports, we could see economic uh, concerns ramping up. So, But I mean, my personal sense here is that, uh, you know, MAS could squeeze in one more you know, round of tightening before those economic concerns become really big because inflation, because financial concerns not so big. Uh, so I think we could see that, um, you know, we could see the uh, Singapore near bank, the Sing dollar near bank, it could be recentered higher in my sense uh, this week. Yeah, alongside the monetary policy decision is also the first quarter GDP numbers, the advanced numbers. So looking at what we got in the fourth quarter, it was slower than expected in the last three months of 2022. What can you expect going into this year, Jaru? I think the 
uh, first quarter has been a little bit more robust. Um, so we could see some improvement there. But again, like I said, you know, the focus will more be on what the outlook uh, is for the rest of the year because we do see, you know, after the banking sector crisis, uh, even though, you know, we are not seeing fresh reports of, you know, bank closures right now, but there's certainly risk of credit tightening, right? And that has brought forward the risk of a recession, which will uh, at least flow down to those open economies in Asia as well. So I think how that feeds into Singapore's overall 2023 growth forecast, I think that will really be the key message to drive out from uh, this week's uh, you know GDP and uh, as well as the MAS uh, decision. Yeah, talking about divided camps, we've got to talk about the OPEC Plus surprise oil production cut last week. So that's sent shockwaves through financial markets last week and I think this week you might continue to see some ripples even though the dust might be settling. So the big question is, where does it go from here, Charu? Are we expecting prices to continue to climb or will that start to fade away this week? Yeah, I know. I mean, that's really the big question after oil prices uh, actually saw 8 cent, uh, you know, something like that, uh, kind of a growth uh, last week. And have had three, actually, weeks of, of gains. So, um, you know, like you said, I mean, of course, the bigger focus here from here will be the demand side problems. Again, the, you know, the calls of the recession are picking up. So what that OPEC plus reduction cut has really meant is that it has driven out a lot of the short sellers from the market. So I think the market fundamentals now uh, will be a lot more aligned to those demand and supply kind of outlooks. Uh, we do have this week a monthly um, outlook from OPEC and IEA as well. I think that will be a key focus. And so far, we've been seeing trends where, you know, uh, weakness in oil demand from the Western countries has been more more than offset by demand growth from Asia, especially, you know, China and India. Whether that can continue or not, I think uh, will be the key focus because, like I said, you know, in the near term, it does seem like we have enough supply of the oil. So the focus will a little bit shift towards recession, towards demand concerns from here. Yeah, so far, oil prices seem to be near three-month highs. So that's going to be a on many factors to watch out for in the coming quarters. We are in conversation with Charajanana. She is the market strategist for Sexo Capital Markets. Now, looking at China, that's also going to be coming into play this week with a bit of a data dump. What can we expect, Charu? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, lots of key data. We have inflation, we have credit data. I think that's more important uh, for me. There's also trade data. Uh, but beyond, you know, I mean, I'll come back to your question on data, but, you know, I think it's worth highlighting that first about all those, uh, you know, military drills that are happening. That's obviously, you know, you have to keep an eye on mm. geopolitical situation in the region here because we saw that in August as well after Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. And uh, now after, uh, you know, uh, the, the visit of Taiwanese president to the U.S., uh, we are seeing those military drills again. So how that really shapes up. Uh, this week, especially today, early part of the week, you know, I think that will be really key. And then uh, the chip war between the U.S. and China is also escalating quite quickly. And now China has launched a probe into Micron technology as well. So I think how, how that kind of develops is also, I think, a big focus for me this week. Um, but yeah, coming back to your point on data, I think credit data is really key as it gives us a sense of, uh, you know, how much liquidity or policy support is coming from the authorities. Uh, so we did see some measures for the property sector in March and, you know, credit support for corporates as well. So I would think that the social financing could go up. 
As for inflation, I think it will still obviously be pretty weak and continue to suggest that um, the Central Bank of China can continue to ease if growth pickup is not in line with their expectations. Uh, but overall, I think, yeah, it, just, it will likely continue to send signals of, um, you know, in the Chinese economy still. Yeah, inflation, credit data and trade data to watch out for on top of geopolitics. So lots to chew on in the coming days. In return with Charjanana, she is the market strategist for sexual capital markets in Singapore. Charu, always great talking to you. We'll catch up again with you soon. Thanks, Ryan. Have a great week. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.